Blog Talk Radio. Do, do what you want to. Left behind again? 
Or are you going to promote your event, album, movie, tour, artist, or whatever with the targeted radio spots from CoolVoiceMedia.com? Our spots are hot. Check them out. Nothing slams a deep down body thirst better than Gatorade. See Beyonce knows live in performance on her biggest tour ever. Smooth Jazz. Anita Baker. Burger King introduces the new Hickory Bacon Cheddar Burger. Monday, December 6th on Cinemax. We will write, produce, and get your spot on the radio. Now that's cool. Listen, when it comes to promotion, the answer is coolvoicemedia.com. Anything else is just crazy. Inner City Strength is a memoir following a basketball phenom's life from abuse to glory. Basketball represented an escape for Dwight Slaughter. So much so that he wrote it all the way to notoriety. Inner City Strength is Slaughter's riveting story. Slaughter graduated from Verbum Day High School in Watts, a school with one of the top ten most successful basketball teams of all time. In 1972, Dwight Slaughter was voted number one high school player in the country by Sports Magazine. Slaughter was interviewed by sports reporter legend Howard Cosell on his popular show Sportsbeat and in his book I Never Played the Game. 60 Minutes anchor Morley Schaefer, John Chancellor from World News Nightly, ESPN, and Sports Illustrated named Slaughter one of the top 100 basketball players in the state of California. Slaughter's gripping memoir takes the reader into his personal life of abuse, betrayal, and murder. Get his book now on Amazon, iTunes, and Barnes & Noble, Inner City Strength. discrepancy in the world you know there are 
uh, everybody's saying, you know, we aspire to the great virtues, judge not, lest you be judged, you know, we are one unified consciousness and all this stuff. And yet you turn on the news or, you, you know, you look on the Internet and there's a whole different story there. So I wanted to know, how do we get what we want in life? And I realized, thinking very logically at a young age, that if you wanted to create whatever you wanted, and, you know, we all universally, we want the same things. We want great relationships. We want fulfillment in our work. We want total, you know, freedom of self-expression, good health, good family, the whole thing. You know, we want to have fun. We want to chill. And we want spiritual connection. And yet individually we're unique so there's also that aspect of us where we really want to get in touch with you know what are the talents we've been divinely bestowed with by birth what are we here to do what's our purpose how do we get that meaning and that you know that experience of it so when i looked at all this i thought well if you wanted to create whatever you wanted to create you'd have to know what is it that is the dynamic of creation. What are, what are the tools that we've been born to create with? And after investigating, you know, Eastern philosophy, Western philosophy, uh, all kinds of meditation, transformational technologies, and studies, and, you know, quantum physics, you name it, I studied it. And what it comes down to, Lee, is that... Mm-hmm. Our habits of thinking, our habits of thinking, what we hold in mind on a habitual basis, what we hold in our awareness, and this is the new science now, the quantum science, literally gives rise to what we emanate, and what we emanate, we attract. So... When you say, who am I, you know, who is Diane Collins as the creator of Quantum Think, the author of my book is called Do You Quantum Think? Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World, which gives us the access to this, to these principles, so that we can literally think in sync with the time we're in, with this 24-7, you know, timeless, spaceless, a world of amazing opportunity because of our technology and our ability to connect, our ability to create. You know, anybody can be a producer. Uh, I was just, you know, the other day, a friend of a friend was raising money on Kickstarter. He raised $83,000 on Kickstarter for a new Um. album and a tour that he's doing. So, I mean, we have the opportunity, and anybody could say, oh, you should do this, you should do that. But I wanted to know, how do we connect? How do we get that conscious relationship with our own mind, with our own thinking, with the principles of creation that we have been divinely bestowed with by human birth so that we can literally command and master our lives? So that's really who I am, is I am all about us actually living the wisdom of it and making it easy and entertaining to do it. Oh, wow. Now, why do you think, um, why why would you say we would need, people would need a a new way of thinking? Like, um, 
you know, a lot of people say, well, why, you know, what's wrong with the way, you know, I've been thinking? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's a good question, right? And this is like there's nothing wrong with it. But, you know, what I call my great revelation, Lee, is that Mm -hmm. as I was investigating, because, you know, all the great wisdom says, as you think, so you become. So I had that same question, well, a, a variation on that theme that you just asked. Why do I need to change my thinking? Because the revelation was, Though we imagine we think freely, we everybody wants to think of ourselves as you know free thinkers, independent thinkers. Yet, what I discovered is like everything in the universe, our thinking is takes place at a, as a system, and the system of thinking, the it's sort of like we have a container for thinking, you know, and that container is based in the beliefs, the ideas the assumptions of the prevailing worldview. The worldview is very simply what we as a culture of humanity, it's not, you know, it it has nothing to do with any kind of uh, ethnic culture, country culture, religious culture. It's as a humanity. We have in our background of society certain beliefs. Now, We're in a quantum age, and yet our thinking is very much conditioned, without even realizing it, by the industrial age worldview. I'll tell you the difference. The industrial age from the 17th century, the science declared only matter is real, only physical matter. Well, in the 20th century and up through now the 21st, the the leap in science is saying, wait a minute, the universe is not really like a giant machine, mechanical and automatic. It's really like a giant mind. But since all of our institutions are born under that industrial age point of view, we have our whole orientation around the physical. And when you look and you see like about the divisiveness Uh, the bigotry that goes on, if our orientation is around the physical dimension, it's like in the physical, we look separate, we look different, we look like, you know, there's us and then there's the circumstances outside of us. Like quantum think is not about science. It's about how these discoveries of science shape the way we think. So why do we need new thinking? Is because right now we have, in many ways, become mechanical and automatic in the way that we think, even though in every moment, every single one of us, Lee, in every moment, has there are an infinite number of ways that we can kind of land on reality. It's like, you know, what do you, the, the, the Internet, the infinite mind of humanity, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the sublime, what are you going to land on? What's going to be your reality? Is what you touch your finger on on your smartphone or your tablet. So it's like that. Our mind is like that. But to the extent that we're functioning in the automatic thoughts that just are kind of visiting us from the surrounding Mm -hmm. mind field, this is where we lose our own command. So we can make a distinction between 
a thought, this is how I say it, a thought that just visits from the surrounding mind field because we are connected we are in a in a multi-dimensional reality we're con- we're constantly continuously exchanging energy intelligence it's an energetic but it's invisible but we're brought up to think of only what we can see but yet most of what gets created gets created from thought thought is invisible thought gives rise to energy trends Energy is invisible. So we know everything is energy informed by intelligence. So why do we need to think in a new way? Because we need to learn to make the distinction between a thought that's just an automatic, you know, thing that is passing through your mind sphere. Mm-hmm. You know, in the atmosphere of your mind, I call it the thoughtosphere, and a thought that we're actually choosing, a thought that we're actually originating. And when you realize that the major dynamic of creation for human beings is our own intent, consciously used, intent, the way that we direct our attention and our energy consciously, that Mm -hmm. shapes what we experience. That shapes what we attract. That shapes what we actually accomplish in life, and that we can command that very easily when we get these new relationships with our thinking and with the way that human beings actually do create using the facul- mm-hmm. what I call the five natural faculties of mind, intent, intuition, subtle energy, meditation and resonance these are the five natural faculties of mind and when you can just learn very simply because it's universal it's in all of us we can learn to use it and then we get command over our lives now um why do you, why do you think like the, the 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 way we you know our intent you said that's like kind of important like what makes that uh so important you know your intent when you're thinking like in your opinion. Because that is the, and you know, I'll tell you what, it's not even my opinion. <laughs> it's actually now a scientific, uh, scientifically proven. Now a lot of the scientists still think, you know, the what I call lovingly the old world view, the industrial, the machine age world thinking. But look at the world today, and I'll show you how this works. We're in this world of where... This is a fact of science. There's an accelerating pace of change. Everything is changing more and more rapidly. That's one. These are the three conditions. The second one being that because of our amazing technologies, we have an increasing complexity, more and more, like an infinite number of choices that we can make. And, you know, people try to, like, say, you know, don't go in your technology or get off the grid or all these things. But, you know, really cutting it off is not the way to command it. You have to learn to live with it. So that's the second condition, infinite choice, increasing complexity. The third condition is that because we're in a time 
of a dramatic transformation for humanity. All of our institutions, education, medical, judicial, uh, political, everything is born under that old world industrial age thinking. And what was that thinking? They said, everything is like step by step, time moves only in one direction. That's called linear thinking. And, you know, get all the circumstances all in order before you make a move. Now, if you're thinking in that reality system, but yet the way the world is, is this, you know, beyond the limits of ordinary space-time, that's what makes this show possible, for example, then we're not thinking in sync with the nature of nature today. And so what happens when you're quantum thinking is you start to be able to create results using your intent and your intuition that go beyond that linear step-by-step cause-and-effect dynamic and you go into what's a quantum field effect. That means when you create your intent, let's say what your intent is that you, uh, I don't know, think of a, maybe you can give me an example of something that you know people want today, and I'll, te- I'll show you how to use this right now. Oh, okay. What would be a result? Of, that, go ahead. You said a result that people want um, yeah. from their thinking? Um, from anything, I just something you, people want oh, in well, life. You think, uh, I think people want, uh, people want uh, you know, money or fi- financial stability or, you know, Absolutely, and I was going to use that as an example, so you and I are tuned in. (laughs) But, you know, really, because that is such a source of stress and concern for so many people. So, for example, if you're old worldview thinker, right? Now, Mm -hmm. by the way, this isn't personal. This is cultural. It's like humanity, we've reached a level of evolution, a level of conscious evolution, where we can now take a literal quantum leap and start to get in command of our lives and our world by learning to use these faculties of mind. So when you take, for example, financial, the old world thinking would have us automatically, you look in the world, right, and whatever. Now, at the time of this recording, the country of Greece is going, you know, they're look on the verge of financial collapse. So you look in the circumstances and you say, oh, you know, the economy's bad. Um, and you could make up anything. But the, so that would be living as a victim of circumstances. And once you start thinking that you're a victim of circumstance because of the power of mind, you actually will be. You, your circumstances will match your inner state, okay? And your inner state is shaped by your habits of thinking. So what do we do? Yeah. How do we escape this? So if when I'm working with clients or, you know, I give examples in my book, Do You Quantum Think? We would say, how do you create a statement of intent? Now, a statement of intent, is not based in circumstance. This is a very important fundamental principle of a quantum worldview, that reality is constantly shifting and changing. It's energy in flux. 
There's nothing static about it. But the old machine-like world has conditioned us to think things are static. The economy is that way. Oh, my family, we've never made that much money, and so what makes me think I will? Or, you know, whatever thing that you have made into an absolute truth, which it's not. So the first most freeing idea from a quantum worldview is that there are no absolutes other than what you may think of as divine, you know, source creator, God, however you relate to that. But for everyday human life, nothing is fixed in stone. That's the good news. Okay, so when you create a statement of intent, what you're doing is you're activating an energy field. You're setting a trajectory, a trajectory rather, and this is how you do it for finance financial status, I like to say it like this. And you always say it in the present tense, as if it already is that way, because that's how these dynamics of creation work. These are universal laws. It's not my opinion. And the only way you can really test it out is you you do it. But anyway, so here's a statement of intent for financial status. You would say, I am very happy about the way my financial status is unfolding, getting better and better. Now, it's not positive thinking, so I'm going to say it again. I like to use hyperbole. You know, I like to be out there. So I'm ecstatic about the way my financial status is unfolding. Now, if you look in the circumstances, you know, and you look in your checkbook bank account or whatever, and you say, well, wait a minute, you know, that's like BS because it's not matching up. But this is not how the quantum worldview, quantum thinking works. The quantum worldview, reality is context dependent. In a statement of intent is a chosen context that you are choosing consciously to live from. So it's simple as the glass, is the glass half empty, is the glass half full. The circumstance, here's the level of the, the water in the glass. And I'm going to choose to live from the glass is half full. Why? Because your habitual way of thinking, what you hold in your awareness on a habitual mm-hmm. basis, does have a resonance, and resonance attracts energetically. So this is how it works. So what happens is, and, you know, I work with my husband, Alan Collins. He's a master quantum think coach. We've been doing this work for over 20 years. This work works. We've done it in major corporations. We've done it in adjudicated schools for, you know, boys who have, teenage boys who have been in trouble with the law. I mean, we've done it in every age group, in every profession. This works because it's universal in us. And all I'm doing is I'm the vehicle that gets us in touch with how to simply use this. So you can shift your thinking. You can transform your relationship to your finances in an mm-hmm. instant. There's a there's a saying from Hermes uh Trig I can never remember how to pronounce his name, Trigonit Mystis Mystis, the ancient uh Greek. And if the saying is as above so below, as within, so without our state our inner state generates our outer results. 
So when you realize that if you've been operating from, you know, I'm in terrible financial states, mm-hmm. well, you're you're creating that resonance. And so what we say is that's just one of those automatic pathways of your thought. It's not the truth. Even if you have 10 years of a stack of evidence for it, it's not fixed and absolute in any way, that statement, even though you may be feeling it emotionally. You're not stuck Mm -hmm. with that thought. If you want to shift the way, the direction of the way your reality is going, you look at that thought, you say, okay, this is why I call it the myth of choice, Lee. If you were choosing a thought, you would not be choosing, I am in dire straits financially, right? Nobody would choose that. So this is how you know. You interrupt it. I call. I have a name for these thoughts. Least action pathways. The least creative action. The least conscious action. The most mechanical action. Blame it on the industrial age worldview conditioning. It's not personal. It's cultural. And now we're at that state where we can shift it. So when you are see one of these least action pathway thoughts. Mm-hmm. You don't give it any meaning. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. I never did this. You know, I say to my clients all the time, don't go backwards, okay? As soon as you create new intent, you've shifted it. And it's like you wake up and one day you're feeling fabulous, right? It's like, hey, you know, I love you world. The next day you wake up and you're feeling in the doldrums. It's like, I don't know. What's the difference in your circumstances? Nothing has changed, right? Same home, same amount of money, same work, same opportunities, same love, you know, relationship, whatever you've got going. What shifted is just what's in your mind. And that is where we don't have always control over our circumstances, Lee, but we have 100% sovereignty over how we choose to be related to our circumstances. Say, you know what? When I wake up and I'm in that doldrum, I say, I don't want, wait a minute, let me interrupt that least action pathway thought right away. You know, one of these visiting thoughts, we're picking up intel. You know, people are very... They always say, oh, you know, spirit tapped me on the shoulder. I got the message. But we're getting intel. We're getting thoughts just coming in. They're, we didn't choose. We Again, if you were choosing, you would not choose a negative thought. You wouldn't choose a self-deprecating, disparaging thought. So you go, mm-hmm. at least action pathway. Alan and my husband and I say, let it fly by like a bird past the window and then do what? Return to what is my intent now? I wake up and I say, I, hey, you know what? I don't want that thought. Okay, thought, goodbye. Okay, let me create my intent for today. And I just say to myself, today's a glorious day. Now, do I know it's a glorious day circumstantially? No. But you know what, Lee? I'm going to choose that thought and that's going to be my resonance, and that's what I'm vibrating out, and then 
that's what I attract, and that's how it works. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, definitely, your mood can, uh, yeah, your mood can definitely, uh, you know, your, your thought process. I think it's definitely also your mood, or you know, in a lot of ways, like, um, you know, like say you're about to go take the big test, you go with the attitude like, oh, I'm about to go ahead and ace it. I usually would walk in the room and ace it. If I wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know about this, and I don't think I'm gonna pass. You usually went in there and you didn't pass. It's just, I mean, it's really that simple. It is that simple. And, you know, the interesting thing is that, and this is where quantum think, you know, my work comes in, is that when you start to see these two realities as a system, but what you said, I mean, it's that simple. But when you start to see, oh, uh, it doesn't work in a cause and effect, you know, way, it does work in terms of mind. It does work in terms of I can actually interrupt a thought. My thoughts are not, quote, the absolute truth. Just because you have a thought, A, it doesn't make it the truth. B, you don't have to believe it. C, you don't have to identify it with it in any way. And I think that's what happens, Lee, is that we're so used to being, you know, not having in traditional education, we don't learn how to get related to our mind and our thinking. And so we have that thought. I mean, you know, I'm a big tennis fan, so, right? And I'm watching right now in the time of this recording um, where what Wimbledon is on. Do you ever get into tennis at all? Um, no, not really. I haven't uh, really watched too much tennis. Well, it's a pretty interesting sport because, uh, you know, you're out there on <laughs> you're on your own. So it's very much mental. So when you look at you know these professional tennis players, it's like the top mm-hmm. hundred or so best tennis players in the world. They've been playing since they're four years old. You know, most of them. They are. Uh, I mean, they've got all the skills, they've got all the shots, they've got they have it all. Obviously some are a little bit more talented than others naturally, but when it comes down to who's going to win that that match, that tournament, that becomes your relationship with your mind. And every sports announcer says it. You know, at that point it becomes like how in command of your mind are you? So as you said, when you're walking into a test, an exam, and you find your thoughts going to that least action pathway, oh, my God, what if I fail? I think I'm going to fail. I don't have confidence. You've got to nip that right there, and you have to make that interruption. And remember what we're saying right on the show is that those thoughts are just passing thoughts. They're automaticities of the or automatic mechanical thoughts of the culture. The old worldview was a mechanical worldview. Now we're going into this other reality of where we know everything is mind based. And that when when these you know, any athlete, when they go into uh I know tennis, so I'll stick with that. You know, Serena Mm -hmm. Williams, 
she goes, she's number one, probably the best woman tennis player of all time. She goes into a match. She's not always, you know, at her best lately. But somehow she has such a relationship with her mind. And I don't know what she says to herself. I'd love to talk to her sometime and find out. But, you know, it's like they... I'm sure she or Roger Federer, they have an expectation to win. How do you get that expectation to win? How do you get that expectation that you are going to make the amount of money that you want, that your business is going to be successful? Well, that this is why it's essential to have a great relationship with your own mind. I call it make your mind your friend. And uh, it's like, it's an amazing thing. And many, many uh, experiments that have been done, studies in Mm -hmm. science since the last hundred years, since Albert Einstein and the quantum physicists who followed him. And there are now, you know, tons and tons of studies of the effect of intent of mind to mind and mind to matter communication, that connection. We connect in. And, you know, you can get, you know, one of the most important faculties of mind of these, what I call the natural five natural faculties, intent, intuition, subtle energy, which you can tune into. You know that, right? You walk into a place and, like, you're getting a good vibe, you're getting a bad vibe. Uh, You know, this is something that's natural to all of us, but we're not taught to use it and to get connected with it in a conscious way because energy can be converted. You know, you can use anger. Emotion is energy. So what do you do if you have a negative emotion, right? Irritation frustration mm-hmm. you when you know that energy you can convert that energy you can use it because you've it's got to be expressed in some way so you can convert it you know like the alchemists they say you know they turn <laughs> dross into gold it's something like that when i'm on the tennis court and i'm getting frustrated And I think to myself, if I stay in this frustration energy field, you know, my game's going to just continue to go down. But let me use this energy. These are things, these are what we call tiny, tiny acts of awareness. Tiny little steps of awareness. And everything shifts. And This is something, again, you know, I wrote Do You Quantum Think? It's won six book awards, which I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) very happy about. And it's in two parts. And it's part one, Wake Up. Right? You were playing that song. Wait, that's your your other theme for your show, right? The real talk. Mm -hmm. What are we doing here? You're waking people up. Or let's say we're awaking together because a lot of times we're in a sleepwalk, you know, imagining we're awake, but there's nothing bad. 
It's just a question of conditioning, and we are in that time now where when we're under this dramatic change, when we're living in that third condition of, you know, uncertainty every day, it makes people want to step back and take a pause and say, what do I really want now? What's really meaningful to me now? What do I want to do with my life now? And that's really what's going on now. So in part one of the quantum thing, wake up. It's I'm saying, you know, and I'm a little bit maverick myself. Okay, mm-hmm. well, why should we quantum think? You know, I use these <clears throat> these three uh, questions that I learned from my friend who was a Hollywood movie and TV producer. He says when a when a new show is produced, you know, is proposed, you ask these three questions. What's the premise, you know? <clears throat> what's the premise of the show? Why should I care? And what happens next? So I use those three questions in part one. It's like, okay, what's the premise? You know, as you think, so you become. Why should I care? You ask me that question. Why do we care about how we think? Because we now know that thinking create literally gives rise to our experience and our results. And, uh, you know, what happens next? And, in, in you know, in part one I discuss the condition of the world is that humanity, for some reason, we've got the great aspirations, but basically we've never been able to get along. You know, there's always been, and we've institutionalized things like war and crime and poverty and, uh, you know, hunger and hunger-related disease and yet, these things are not absolute either. It's just that we've gone, you know, we've gone numb to it almost. And so, this is what I'm discussing, you know, well, what is wisdom? What is mind? What is mastery? Why do we love the Tiger Woods? You know, the the, the Michael Jordans. Why do we love the Roger Federer's of the world? Why do we love... You know, the great, you know, recording artist, Aretha Franklin, I was at I was at an event with her recently. I mean, unbelievable, because these are people who have mastered their own fate. So it, we're in a time now, this is my part one, part of the premise, that it's time for each one of us to step up. You know, step up the game. Master your own fate. Get in touch with who you are as a unique individual. Step into it. Own it. And and rejoice in it. You know, have, get that joy from it. And then part two of the quantum thing, because it's like, oh, well, not only am I saying, okay, let's quantum thing, you know, I'm not just saying, oh, here you should quantum think, and here is all the reasons mm-hmm. why. You know, I'm saying in part two, it's called live the wisdom, the quantum think system. Quantum think is an actual system of 21 principles and practices for the mind and awareness. And the idea and the intent of my book is that mm-hmm. you connect to your these principles in you as you read. So it's an can, can you share some of the principles, Dan? Maybe like yeah, a, a, a I few will. Of the principles. Okay. Yes, 
Definitely. Now, the the core principle is called observer created reality. Now, in my, you know, quantum think it's based in insights from science and spiritual wisdom that is common to all mastery traditions and made modern by me. I'm making it modern, practical, so you're living it. Because that's my quest in life. Let's go from just knowing the wisdom to actually being it, living it. You know, Gandhi said, be the change you want to see. And so it's, how do you do that? This is how you do it. So the principle, observer-created reality, Mm -hmm. that comes from the the science part of it is called the observer effect. And what it means is that if you look from the old world view, where it was a one-dimensional, physical-only-is-real reality, then in the physical, we look separate. We look different. I think that's where you know the bigotry comes from. We look different. We look separate. We're not in touch with our the actual truth, the reality of our interconnectedness. But we are interconnected. So, and that's not just you know a nice phrase. This is this is. This is how it is. We're all interconnected through these invisible fields. So in in the spiritual way of saying it, they say this. The world exists on the screen of your own consciousness. So whatever, again, what you hold in consciousness, and I'm going to show you how to use the observer-created reality, is becomes your experience. Now, What is observer-created reality? The subtitle, I say it very clear. What you bring is what you get. This is what it comes from. It comes from the, the scientific discovery that when the scientists were observing a particle of energy, I'm going to get one minute of science here, under a microscope, what they realized is that they could never get an objective truth about the nature of that energy, about the location and the speed at the same time, and that the instrument they were looking at it was having an effect because there are distinctions in the physical world, in the physical dimension, but no actual separation. And, you know, we know this even in the physical. We're breathing out oxygen. We're breathing in carbon dioxide made by the plants. So there are distinctions that we live in ordinary, you know, ordinary objects of reality, but no actual separation. So the observer-created reality means what you bring. So how does this map on to human beings what is the instrument of observation for people is what we hold in our mind so you know you used the example before if you're going into a test if you hold in your mind i'm not going to pass the test that's what i mean by what you bring is what you get if you're bringing that to that test right You said it perfectly, Lee. That's going to shape the result. 
It just, that's the power of mind and connection. Now, let me take a different example. Mm-hmm. If you're going into a business meeting and you want to get a new client, right? So you're going into a business meeting with a potential client or, you know, you're trying to get, you know, somebody to invest money in your project or whatever it is you're doing. But let's just say this is going to be a potential client. Mm -hmm. And you have all these thoughts. Um, I don't know uh, whether maybe they think I'm not going to have enough experience. Let's call him Joe. Maybe Joe thinks that, you know, he's already got somebody he's working with and, you know, he's happy with who he has. And, you know, we these are all the things that go through, right? These automatic, uh, what I call least action pathway thoughts. And you realize what you bring to your observation is what you get. Therefore, the practice for that principle, observer-created reality, is shift a predictable outcome. The predictable outcome, going in with all the thoughts, well, I really want, you know, you have good thoughts too. It's all all of it. Well, I really want the client. I know I can do a good job for Joe or whatever it is. You have those thoughts too. But the predictable outcome is if you're weighed down by all that what I call wretched self syndrome, the I can't, I won't, it's not going to work in Mm -hmm. any variation on that theme. That is the observer-created reality. We are the observers creating the reality based on what we bring to that observation. So how do you do it then? How do you shift a predictable outcome? You guess what? You create new intent. You catch yourself in those automatic least action pathway thoughts. It's a three-step dance here. Step one, catch the least action pathway thoughts that are shaping the field of your relationship with that potential client right now. Step two, interrupt it by realizing it's not the truth. It's not set in stone. There's nothing static about it, and I don't have to own it. And step three, create your intent. Now, create your intent for a relational field, I call it. It's for both of you. It's not like my intent is, you know, he's going to sign the paper. No, you create the intent for the relationship, for the relational field. And you would do it like this, Lee. You would say, my, okay, my intent is Joe and I, are experiencing a respect for one another. We're excited about working together. And it all comes out in our conversation in the meeting. Now, is it the truth, what I just said? We have a respect for each other, you know, like an absolute fixed way that it is? No. Is it the truth that he's happy with who he has and he doesn't want to use me? No. And this is what's so important about living from a quantum world view. And we're not used to it because, you know, we want to hang on to, no, no, it is that way, a predict and control. That's the industrial age. Predict and control nature. Try to figure it out. What's it all about, Alfie? And then predict and control. That's the way it is. No. 
quantum worldview is there's no absolute way that it is, and we as human observers in our observer-created reality get to shape it by virtue of our intent. So that is the core principle. I'll tell you what. You, When you start to just get that, well, I call them distinctions. I call the principles mm-hmm. distinctions in new thinking. You get that one principle, that one distinction, that can shift your whole world. And I'll tell you what, I would like to give, if I can, a web uh, URL. Okay. thought of this with a gift for your listeners so that you can experience this observer creative reality and in audio and in MP3. Can I give that? Would that be okay with you? On uh, my sure. website? Okay. Well, the web the um the the web address is Diane Collins and I'll spell it it's Diane with two n's very important D I A N N E C O L L I N S Diane Collins two n's and two l's dot com forward slash success just like it's spelled S U C C E S S Dash, which is the the hyphen, the small dash, gift, G-I-F-T. DianeCollins.com, success, dash, gift. And on that page, which you can only get to if I give it to you this way, um, there mm-hmm. are two of the distinctions in the quantum thing system, the first two, in audio. The first one is holistic and holographic. That shows you how your life is one whole interconnected and it teaches you how to get complete the practices. How do, how do you, you know, clear up all the energetic fraying loose ends in your life? Very simple practice. So it's holistic and holographic. That's the distinction mm-hmm. number one. They're each about 20 minutes and you can download an MP3. And the second one is observer-created reality and you'll hear the exact distinction as it's written in my book, only shorter in audio. And there's also a chapter from Do You Quantum Think in a PDF on that page, uh, Intuition and Non-Locality, it's called, and it's all about how to use your intuition in a conscious way so that you can connect into information immediately rather than having to take the step-by-step way of of, uh, connecting in with things. So that's diannecollins.com success-gift. And then you'll ex- and then you know I invite everybody to go there and download those audios and you can experience it. Mhm. And you know when you no. start to get all these and some of them you know they're fun. It's like there's one called success to mastery. That's one of the principles that is so simple. I'll give you the practice. And it's all about how right now we're in a time where success, even our successes, can limit us because success, by definition, is what happened in the past. That makes sense, right, Mm -hmm. Lee? Yes, it is. Okay, but 
So then what happens is we tend to make formulas where you look at what somebody else did and you go, oh, well, this is how he became successful or this is how this recording artist became successful, right? And yet that may not be your way. So we can learn. I listen to many things on the Internet, you know, Internet marketing and just everything because you can pick up certain principles, but then you have to apply them to what is unique for you, what will work for you. So moving from success to mastery means we're in a time where mastery is knowing what to do in this moment, what will work best in this situation for this person in this moment, Mm -hmm. like a martial arts master. You've got the successes of the past. They have all their moves in their repertoire of their being. But if they had to stop and say, now what did I do last time I was in this, right? I mean, they'd be on the floor in one minute. So it's like being alert and aware to what works now and being in sync with this moment, with what's right for you now. And the practice for that, I call the recreation, recreating the distinction in your life. It's a very simple practice I like to give. The practice is to listen from not knowing. Listen from not knowing. And think of not knowing as one hyphenated word. Listen from not knowing. Now, we always listen from knowing because... We know things, and we have to to survive, right? If we didn't know things, we wouldn't know which way to turn or, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious. But listening from not knowing is like you're sitting with somebody you love, and you've been living with them for five years, and you think you know them, right? And they're talking, and your mind just goes off, right? It's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what she's going to say next. However, and so there's a frustration in the relational field because we do exist in these invisible fields where we're connected together. And let's say if you have an intent for some quality communication to happen and you... Then listen. You have to do it as a conscious act. I do it with my husband. We're sitting out, you know, we work together 25 years. We've been married 25 years. I literally, wow. he starts talking. I know, wow, he's right. It's like yesterday because I, one of my intents in our relationship is it has to be fresh and new. He knows it. And so, you know, I go, I call him lover. I go, lover, <laughs> uh, let's, you know, let's wake this, <laughs> let's wake this up here. <laughs> You know, because otherwise you get trapped in those, right, in the proverbial, you know, ships in the night. You get into the mechanics of the relationship, and then you wonder why, wait, I'm not feeling it, right? Because living now is a called conscious living. Everything is a conscious creation. Relationships will drift unless you're consciously creating it. So when it starts to drift, you know, I step in, <laughs> this quantum thing queen here, and go, hey, let's step it up. But listening from not knowing, so I do that. It's a silent 
you know, nanosecond. It takes less than a second to do it, this practice. And I'm listening to him, and if I feel myself, you know, drifting or thinking, I know who he is, I know what he's going to say next, I have to say, let me listen from not knowing, because the fact is we've never been in this moment before. The fact is it's an infinite possibility universe. That's distinction number three in quantum think system. The fact is that when you listen from not knowing to someone or a situation or to yourself, you will hear things that you have never known before, that you've never noticed before. Things will arise, Lee, because we exist in fields, and it's a mind, M-I-N-D, field. And the mm-hmm. field is intelligent. And we're, how do you think intuition works? We're connecting in to intel, literally, when we have an intent. The intent creates the connection. So when you have an intent with someone and you want to listen to them from not knowing, what comes in are all of a sudden these eureka moments. Did you ever sit with someone where, like, you're, like, in the zone creatively? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, right, things you start getting, like, wow, what about this? What about that idea? Things start to come up that you didn't, you couldn't, they weren't even in your repertoire, right? They were not anywhere on your radar screen when you sat down to the conversation. You ever have those moments? Yeah, I'm not sure. I just thought, um, I'm not sure what that happened, but I guess some people you can be, you know, just so um, so in tune with it. Y'all are just on the same page. You know, you have a good conversation, all these great ideas come out. I never understood why that happens, but, I mean, I, guess, I figured that some people you, you, uh, you, you jail better with than others. That's right. That is true. But think of it this way. What if, so this is, this is, I love what you're saying here, because sometimes it just happens, right? So this is what we call mm-hmm. like sort of like the drift of life. You know, sometimes it drifts good, sometimes it drifts not so good. Living consciously, quantum thinking is living consciously. It's like what if you could generate that? to happen that's the idea of this and one of the ways that you generate it is to listen from not knowing but you know it does seem like that like certain things right you meet somebody and you feel a closer resonance with right you feel a closer Mm -hmm. connection with and other people you don't and that's you know that happens too And nobody's saying you should be with the people that you don't resonate with but there can be situations where you want to take it to the next level. Or there can be situations where you're put in a situation where maybe you're working with somebody and maybe you didn't choose that person to work with, right? Maybe you're working in a company or you could be working, you know, like let's say I've worked on a couple of movies because I used to be one of my, I call it my accidental profession along the way as a stills Mm -hmm. photographer. And so, you know, you didn't choose that movie crew, right? 
Right. You're just with these people. So how do we get to that place of harmony? Of And there is a unified intent that we're here, we're going to make a great movie, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and everybody's going to do their job to do it. But then these least action pathways of the personalities come into play. Or maybe you think, you know, wait, wait a minute, you know, that guy, I don't know, that that energy, right? <laughs> and so, when you're yeah. quantum thinking, you don't have to be stuck with that, like an is, like that's the way he is, she is, it is. You can shift it. And quantum thinkers do this all the time. And you know what? It's a beautiful thing. It really does. It's not just make, you know, the relationships and everybody feel better about the world, about yourselves, about your relationship, about your situation. But it really does give you a sense of, and this will be a good note to end on because I know we're at the end of the Mm -hmm. show, that, and... This is what I call the unofficial mantra of quantum think. When you master your mind, you master your life. When you master your mind, you master your life. My publisher picked that out as the call out, mm-hmm. you know, in big letters on the back of my book. I didn't tell him that, but out of my whole book, he picked that out. And it really is. It's not like mind control. There's no force in, in control. It's getting in that friendship that friendly relationship with your own mind by learning the principles, by understanding how it works, by learning those five faculties of mind and to master them so that you're not stuck with whatever thought happens to visit. That you so when you when you start to live this way, it's not like everything is like, you know, a panacea, like it's all perfect. But what happens is you can shift out of it very, very quickly. Like sometimes when I go into my own personal least action pathway, you know, there are gender least action pathways, racial least action pathways, political least action pathways, media least action pathways, right? The news media, the least action pathway, they are going to report on what went wrong is wrong or is going to go wrong. That's the automaticity right now of the media that we'd all like to see that shift. But when I go into my own and uh, Alan, my partner and everything in life, you know, I'll go into... Uh, you know, what if I don't sell enough books this week? You know, I don't say that, but let's. <laughs> I could say it. <laughs> but you write a book, you want it to sell and people to read it, of course, and use it. But what if I go into that kind of a thought, Lee, he just looks at me and he says, why do you want to dwell in that reality? And I say, oh, yeah, you're right. Click, you know, like the snap of a finger, because I know That's just a thought. I am not stuck with that thought. I can return to my observer-created reality and create new intent and shift the whole experience I'm having. And when you do this, it just, you know, you walk in confidence. You walk with that center of being within yourself that you know you're here to live the highest, to live the greatest. Now, let me, I wanted to ask you a question before, before we get out of here. Um, 
because I could never uh, put my thing on it. Like, um, I, and I think we've all done this. I don't know if it's I'm not sure what it's considered, but um, you know how you meet someone, right? Um, say you're going out to meet a friend, they bring a friend with them or whatever, right? And they bring someone with them, and for some reason, you've never met this person. You're like, I don't like them. You have no reason right. to dislike this person, right? You you've never met them, and they're like, well, come on, give them a chance. You don't even know them. He's like, you can't even put your finger on it. Like, something about that person I just don't like. And then, you know, sometime later, maybe, you know, 18 months, two years go by, and they do something, and you're like, that's why I didn't like Or something comes out about them, you're like, that's why I didn't like that person. I couldn't put my – something in my spirit was saying they're just not right. Well, you know, I think there is validity to that. <laughs> you know, again, you could shift it if you want to, but I this is – this is where – you're tuning in to the subtle energy. There's something that is off, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you could walk into, uh, let's say, you could walk into a supermarket, right, or a fr- uh, produce stand, and there's a whole thing of, you know, grapefruits. I live in Florida, so I think grapefruit. <laughs> and you know, you look at it energetically, and you don't know what's on the inside, but you think this one is, that doesn't quite feel right energetically. And I think that's what you're you're talking about, is there's something energetically off. And, you know, you can just, you know, send that person love, blessings, honestly, but not have mm-hmm. to, but not be around them. Because there is a frequent, you know, if everything is resonance, everything matches up in science, it's called sympathetic resonance, which means there's a frequency range that everything vibrates from. Now, when you, Lee, raise your frequency, and I don't like to think in terms of higher or lower, but for lack of language, I'll use it that way. But let's just, I like to use it more refined or less refined, which would be more dense. You know, like you can walk into a mm-hmm. place and it just feels dense. It feels like heavy. It feels like, let me out of here. That's what you're talking right. about, right? So right. as you uh, become more refined because you have an intent to live in that higher more rarefied state of being. I know you do, even though we just met, right? And I've listened to some some of your shows, so I know it. Well, as we clear, I call it, clear the static on the radio of your own being by this consciously aware way of, of living, by awakened thinking beyond your automatic conditioning, then you're become more sensitive to people who are in more a denser state of being. And it's, again, you know, we're all here wakening. We're all here, I say, there are those of us who, souls, who are awakening and know we're awakening and consciously evolving ourselves. And there are those of us who are awakening, I'm including everyone, and haven't figured that out yet, right? So they could be mm-hmm. some people stuck in more denser states of being. And that's why you're feeling like, you know, let me get away from that. Because basically, you know, we're always in an energy exchange, and you don't want to be in the energy exchange with 
that frequency level. It's like music, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You're composing music and not, you know, there's some things that just don't work together, right? Yep. Those sounds are just not happening together. And sometimes, you know, you can create something new and have it work. But, you know, another thing you can do is you can, with your own state, you can actually elevate another person's awareness, not by, you know, manipulation, but just by being in the state that you're in. And that's why, you know, people like to be... My husband always uses the example of of Richard Gere, you know, the actor. And he Mm -hmm. once about him saying, like to be, you know, he's a practicing Buddhist, at least he was at the time. I don't know what he does now. But being in the presence of the Dalai Lama, uh, and I've been in the presence of the Dalai Lama too, so I I know experientially what he means. But because there are certain people who are functioning in such a refined state of being, such a clear, pure state, that when you're in their presence, it elevates your state. And because we're in this constant energy, intelligent consciousness, all of the above exchange. So that's how it works. And so, yeah, there's a, you know, you're a... You're sensitive, but doesn't that make sense? Where the more refined you get, you know, I remember Mm -hmm. my husband telling me before we were together, and he, you know, whatever, right? Growing up, you're doing some good things, you're doing some bad things. Let's call it not so good. And, you know, hanging around with a certain crowd of people where you could get into some as my dad used to say, untoward things, right? Things that mm-hmm. are not that great. And he said once he made the shift within himself to live, you know, to transform himself, to live a more conscious life, to live in a higher state of awareness, what happened is those people actually went out of his life. It wasn't like he tried to get away from them. It was mm-hmm. like a natural falling away. And that's what happens. So I hope that helped. Yes? Oh, okay. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That, that makes sense. You know, I, just, I always just wondered about that, you know, for some reason. You know what I mean? You just catch that energy rather early, you know, either yeah or nay. Either you're going to vibe with this person or you're not, and it's usually sad like within like the first couple minutes, you know, <laughs> right, right because thing. you're sensitive. You know, you so you, that's somebody you, you like or somebody you dislike, and you just don't even know why. <laughs> exactly, and you don't know why, and it doesn't matter because you're just getting that feeling. And, you know, I have that mm-hmm. too because I'm very sen- sensitive energetically, and I am that by intent. I'm, You know, mm-hmm. many, many years ago, I had an intent to become uh, an energy master, you know, master the energy, the subtle energy, so that you can work with it. And then you make, you know, then it's your choice. Do you want to be around that person? Do you want to try to bring the person up? Do you want to just, you know, make the best of it in this situation because your friend brought Mm -hmm. them along? And then, you know, you never have to be with them again. 
but you can trust those that it's a, that tuning in, and you can trust that. And anyway, I know Pavel sent you my book, but the PDF. You should definitely. I think you would enjoy it. You should read it. Oh, I'm definitely going to check you know, it out. Because, it's definitely smart. Yeah, it'll it's definitely like, interesting. Be, you know, interesting. Yeah, because you're already there. Lee, you're why, there. Why'd you name it Quantum Thing? Yeah, why'd you name it that? Let me ask that real quick. Why? You know, why, what was well, you know what? That is a good question. <laughs> because when I was uh, first, well, years ago, I was, and I still have this dream, to create a television series that elevates consciousness as you watch, but doing it in an entertaining way. And so I was... Um, I well, what I was working on this show, and well, what happened is I knew there had to be a spiritual awakening for people because it is, in a sense, a spiritual awakening, a conscious awakening. But then I ran across quantum physics, and I came across some books by scientists who who were realizing that the new science, that quantum physics, was actually now proving what the spiritual masters, what the spiritual wisdom has said for thousands of years, you know, that we exist in in, in these fields, that it's a consciousness-based reality, that it's holistic and holographic, everything is interconnected and interrelated, that it's a system of wholes, that it's energy in flux, that it's multidimensional. And what happened, and that it's mind-based, and that, so I started thinking, well, how can I, you know, if you talk in spiritual language, you can turn off a lot of people, because, you know, Mm -hmm. not everybody's down with that. (laughs) But if you, but people can hear the more scientific, you know, the science of it. So that's how it happened. So I was writing this show. And I started to include, you know, the quantum insights, the insights from science. I'm not a scientist, and, you know, I I think everybody, it's nice to know science, but it's not about science. But the science, the discoveries of science shape the whole way that we think as an overarching way of thinking. The container for thinking is based on mm-hmm. the physicists say, okay, we're studying the nature reality. Here's how it works, and then it influences us in ways we don't re- realize. And so that's what. And so one day I put all. I was doing all this work, and I put all these principles together. I kept, you know, editing it and editing, and I said, "Let me get the cream of the crop here," because I thought, you know, there's this whole other expanded reality. If I could just you know, like lay it out for people and make it easy. You know, we know a little about meditation. We know a little about subtle energy healing. We know a little about this, a little about the law of attraction. Let me put this all together and just put it into one system like the universe works and like, you know, let's get it fast and easy. And when and then one day that term just came to me, quantum thick. And I, mm-hmm. you know... That's one of those things that came from the field, from the intelligent field. It just, like, came in. I didn't say, well, what am I going to call this? It's like one day it was just quantum think. And I remember talking to this uh, 
one of our clients at the time in AT&T was a director of marketing. And I said, well, you know, I came up with this thing. I'm calling it Quantum Think. It was many years ago. It's trademarked, that name, Quantum Think. All one word, capital T in the middle. And he was like, hey, that's a great name. And I thought, oh, okay, here's a marketing expert. He's telling me it's a great name. So I just kept it, trademarked it, and that's the brand, Quantum Think. Oh, wow. Man, it's definitely been very uh, interesting, man. we got to definitely have you back. Um, how can the listeners uh, get in contact with you, um, Diane? Say they want to connect with you. What's the best way for the listeners to connect with Diane Collins? The best way is to go to my website, diannecollins.com, D-I-A-N-N-E, two N's and Diane, C-O-L-L-I-N-S, diannecollins.com. Everything is there. Sign up for my email list, and you'll get a link to a, uh, an article everyone loves called You Can't Get There From Here. It's all about taking that quantum leap, especially very simply spelled out how this works. Um, and you'll see all about my book, and you'll be able to connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn. You know, all of it is right there. And also I blog on the Huffington Post, so you can see my blogs are there, too, and connecting to my page on the Huffington Post. And um, that's the best way, diannecollins.com. You can buy my book, Do You Quantum Think, in hardcover and in all ebook editions. Everywhere books are sold, online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, in stores. You can order it if they don't have it. So thank you for letting me <laughs> give that promotion. Oh, okay, no problem. Um, and thanks so much to, uh, for you know, having me, back in the future. I and, love um, it. You know, uh, anything you want to share with the listeners? You got anything uh, up and coming that uh, you want to share with the listeners before, before you go? Um, let me see. Well, I am... I probably do have a few things that are up and coming. But, you know, one of the things that I'm going to be doing is putting the, uh, we have this Quantum Think Audio Coach. We're going to be doing it as a streaming audio online. It's not up yet. But that's why I think the best thing to do is to uh, sign up for my email list. I rarely send emails so you won't be you know bombarded or anything but i do let people know when something is coming up and i'm on a lot of radio shows i'm looking more toward tv you can i also have a youtube channel so you can find my uh videos oh i forgot to mention that videos and audios on my website diannecollins.com and um that's the best way because we're we're creating some new things right now. <laughs> so uh, it's to be announced, to be announced. Oh, okay. Well, definitely. Um, well, thanks again. Um, oh, one last thing. You want to give a shout-out to anyone? Leave a shout-out or mention anyone on the show before you go? Um, yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you what. No one in particular, but I do want to say that uh, – well, you know what? I want to say something about uh, the people in South Carolina who were so forgiving of that tragedy that came over them and that church. You know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. of course. 
right? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. And I just want to say, they're living the wisdom. That's living the wisdom. That level of forgiveness, I mean, that is, right? That is awesome. And I just want to say to all the listeners that every single one of us is born with unique genius that we are here to offer the world. And so if you ever wanted to know what's your contribution, that's it. It's like two things, Lee. Your own state, your own inner state, your own inner being, which you can always have it be the highest and the best, and that which you've been uniquely bestowed with, like gifts from the gods, here to express. And that's all you need to know. Is just go with that. Oh, okay, most definitely. Well, once again, I definitely want to thank you for being a part of the show. Um, we're gonna get out the building. We had a, had a great show, so um, we're gonna take y'all out there uh, as usual. Y'all come back. But I don't know if we we, we have more show, and we're gonna do Wild Out Wednesdays or Thirsty Thursdays. But um, y'all know what it is. So uh, once again, we're gonna get out the building, and y'all be good. All the best. All the best. Hang on for me, um. Yeah, hang on for me, um. Dan. Type of lady that can own the night Angel in the dress, blessing in disguise When hearts connect, you can see it in the eyes No metaphor for your aura, baby, you got it In your love bank, let me make a deposit Give you my time before I give you my wallet Give you the world just cause you deserve it Never have I seen a picture so perfect Go girl, work it, work out just to look good Timeless smile plus cook good Keep it till the reaper comes You riding for the castle Really don't mind hoes who hassle But when war come, ready for battle I see ya, mama mia, humble diva Don't do songs, but known for her features Got so much class, your ass should've been a teacher Make a nigga really wanna bring a preacher to meet you, girl Goddamn, you cold as ice I thought I'd let you know I thought I'd let you know Goddamn, you cold as ice Don't lose control Don't lose control Goddamn, you cold as ice you know. I thought I'd let you know. Goddamn, the code is like, don't lose control. Don't lose control. Uh, when the rain it pours, baby girl, when the rain it pours. So how about we go to a place where it don't rain no more? Yeah, you and me. Uh, when the rain it pours, baby girl, when the rain it pours. So how about we go to a place where it don't rain no more? Yeah, you and me. Uh, let me take you to eternal bliss She said she wanted more than less She wanted happiness, security Embrace the insecurity Sick of lanes So she said the cure was me I feel it It's cool girl You rocking with the finest To make them like this You have to redefine science Never go against our reliance Let's take a trip to an island Or the pina coladas Laugh about to come up when the sun go down We fucking to the sun up It's nothing, just me and you Told me her sex was a weapon Turned around, hit me with a 22 Like... Don't lose control. Don't lose control.